letting your light so shine so that all men will glorify God. And I just want to just share what God has placed on my heart. And he wants us to, re he wants to remind us that this is the year to recover all. Hallelujah. That this is a year to recover all the enemy has stolen. One thing I want to share with you about God, every single thing that you have, anytime you have, anytime you read in the Bible, when God gives a prophetic word, after that, it looks completely opposite than what God promised. Because why? He likes to try our hearts. He wants us to see our hearts so that we can grow and that we can be able to sustain in the promise. A lot of people, they get discouraged. They turn their backs on God. They start doing what they want to do when things get hard and they completely forget the prophetic word that God gave them before before the whole situation at hand starts started happening. So God had put that on my heart this morning before I share the announcements that this is the year of to recover all. But with every prophetic word, there comes a plan. With every prophetic word, there comes a instruction. We cannot expect God's promises and his word to come to pass if we're not following the instruction or if we're not following the plan. So I say that to you this morning to encourage you to continue to search after God for that plan, to search after God for that for that instruction and allow God to continue to cleanse your heart as you're on the way to the promise. Because God is not a liar. God is 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 God um he is truth. And so I just wanted to share that with you. I just wanted to remind you of the prophetic word for the year of 2019. Sometimes we can get discouraged just by what we see with our natural eyes, but God has said that the just shall live by faith and not by sight. So we take that word, oh God, we receive that word. We honor you, Father God, and we continue to press past how we feel, continue to press past how, what we think, and we, we, we chase after you, God, not only, not, not because of what you can do for us, God, but because of who you are. And I just want to emphasize that the way that you can get God's attention is when you step out of yourself and reach out to other people, other lives. When you tap into evangelism, it gets God's attention in heaven. So, Lord, I'm praying and I'm releasing the, the spirit of evangelism, the heart of evangelism, Lord, the heart to continue to share your gospel throughout all the nation in Jesus name for all of you who are joining in on online and also on the conference call um, I want to say that you 
are joining into a international revival ministry. Why do we in, why do we emphasize that? Because God has called us to reach people internationally. Not only that, he's called us to reach people internationally. If you're sitting under this ministry, God wants you to touch people internationally. Why am I saying that? One thing about a lot what a lot of things that people don't know about the fire realm is that uh, the gospel is going into Africa. Hallelujah. The gospel has gone into India. The gospel has gone into Canada. The gospel through through, through what God is doing here in um um fire realm has gone all the way all around the world we get co continuous people contacting us saying that how much they were blessed how much they um were changed how you know how many how the times that they were healed through our ministry so we just want to share that with you that we're god has not structured fire realm like your ordinary church he has taken Fire Realm outside of the four walls. A lot of people, Fire Realm is not for everybody. A lot of people, they, 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 they have their own mindset and their own ideology of how church is supposed to look. But, but when you study the scripture, the church, they, it was movable. <laughs> it was, it, it, it. Uh, the church was not just stuck in one place. The church was not just behind four walls. And that's, and it's okay if you decide or you, in other words, it's okay for all the other churches who have, um, who are before, um, behind the four walls. I just only encourage you to not just get stuck behind the four walls because there's so many lost souls outside of the four walls. So Fire Realm is a super, uh, supernatural um, international revival ministry, okay? I wanted to share that with you. We are on Facebook. We are on Instagram. We are on YouTube. We do the conference call, and we're out on the streets. We're constantly out on the streets. We're, we're going to set some dates um, this month, this month. Um, to reach people out there on the street because God is crying out for his lost children. He's crying out for lives to be changed. We're going to set some new dates this month so that we can go out into the highways and the hedges and win the loss. You know, it's one thing to pray about the community, but it's another thing to be a part of the change. And Fire Realm is going to be a part of the change and we rebuke all forms of distraction, every single hindrance, every single barrier. We break you now in Jesus' name. And I also want to share with you that, um, you know, for all of you who did, have not heard the EPK, my EPK album is still out. It's golden from death to life. Um, I'm working on some new projects. And also I have three music videos that are coming out the first one is called paradise paradise is my testimony 
of when me of from me being unsaved, broken hearted, searching for God, challenging God and God wrecking my whole life and turning it upside down and using me for his glory. And then the second one is called circles. Circles is is a is not only a uh it's not only a message to the people of God, but it's also something that we can all relate to. How many times we say that we are going to come out of something and we continue to stay in it? How many times we say that we want to give up on something and we and and we and we just keep doing the same old thing? And you know, the circles is about you know what. Take, having the courage, having the strength to break those cycles, to break those generational curses. You know, I've heard it over and over. How many times we women say, oh, I'm going to lose weight this year <laughs> or I, we, I'm going to go work out. I'm going to eat more healthier. And then we start off good and then we go back to eating trash again. God wants us to break the cycle. How many guys go in and out of jail, in and out of jail, in and out of jail, and, and, and continue to break their family's heart? And they say, you know what, I'm not going to do this again, but still end up in jail again. It's time to break the generational curses. And I can't wait till this video, these videos come out. The last video that I want to share with you is called Young Girl. Young girl is a not only my testimony from when I was growing up, but it's also my messages to the young women that is coming up after me, you know, to not make this, those same decisions. You know, I wish I had someone to tell me the end before the beginning, but you know, God will still take even your mistakes, even your mess for his blessing. So be looking out for those music videos um be looking out for the dates that we're setting for evangelism and you know and also just continue to um follow the ministry show some love i do thank all of you every single person who has shared a video who has liked the video who has you know just showed love who even had taken the time to download the out the album to buy the album i thank you so much you don't have no idea just how grateful i am for you um and i know that god will continue to bless you for that and so we do have some new dates coming up and but that is to be continued um so now without further ado i'm just going to pass it back over to pastor pastor jason hunt to um continue on with the word amen we thank god uh this morning i'm gonna go ahead and and get right into it today which is uh we're gonna continue to um to discuss uh, concerning something that the Lord did uh, last last week, and for all those listening, even to this recording, uh, we're going to take this time to pray, and just to invite the Holy Spirit uh, on this on, in in this message uh, this morning. All right, so Father God, we just thank you, Lord, this morning. We give you the praise and give you the glory. We pray, Lord, that I just pray that this message, Lord, may 
administer and open the eyes of your people, Father God. And also, Lord, lead people into your their destinies and another level with you, O Lord. Lord, you're bringing us, Father God, to a new level in you, in your Holy Spirit, and in your presence, and in our relationship with you. So, Lord, we pray that we may hear what you're saying and where you're leading us, Lord. Father, we pray and we thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen. So, uh, today... We're going to discuss uh, what, what, what the Lord, um, for those who, who uh, aren't aware, that um, the last message talked about remaining in the vine. Remaining in the vine. And today we're going to talk about, at the end of that service, uh, the Lord did some impartation uh, concerning visions and receiving dreams. He, he released some impartation concerning that now i don't know about for those that were there you may have noticed uh after that service that you probably have received some visions or dreams uh if you have god has confirmed his word that um that he used me to declare and to speak and so today we're going to talk about what are visions and dreams this is a, 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 a teaching today. Uh, it's not a, really a, it's not really a preaching. It's more of a teaching step by step and to understand visions and dreams. Now, I want to give you a personal testimony uh, to as a found and then I'm gonna lay a foundation in this message um, and we'll build on that. Uh, I had a in, I had an encounter with God recently, <laughs> which it is what it was. It was an encounter with the Lord. Um, I woke up. I woke up in the morning yesterday, and I was on my way to an event. It was an outdoor event, and at that event, um, well, 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 I'm gonna say it like this: when I woke up, and I was uh, first got up. And I was planning to go to the event. I had two visions that flashed before me. And the two visions were that at that same event I was going to, I saw in the vision that it was raining. And then the second um, part of the vision, uh, a lot of people wasn't going to be there. And so, so I saw this vision and I was like, what the heck? Like, is God telling me that at this same event I'm going to, it's, I'm wasting my time? That uh, it was going to be raining? Um, so, at that time, it was a very clear day. No rain in sight. So, you know, I, I wasn't really sure about the vision. But hours later, within that same day, all, when I went to that location, it was starting to rain and it was raining like hard and a lot of people wasn't at there and so me and my wife we was forced to uh cancel the event because of the rain and i thought about because i did share the visual with my wife 
I thought about that and I said, man, that, I mean, I had an encounter with God <laughs> because I don't know the future. It's impossible for me to know the future. Even myself as a man of God, when God has used me to prophesy to people or to speak to people, or I talk about these encounters that I had with the Lord, most of the time I'm not, I don't really know anything. <laughs> I only know what God tells me. And God told me, you know, that, hey, you know, you're going to be wasting your time. But what I should have did was pray more about the vision, <laughs> you know, because I didn't understand it, to be honest. But I think that God did that because he was setting up this message for today. God knows the future. He knows exactly what's going to happen. He knows what's going to happen to you a year from now, five years from now. He knows who you're going to marry. He knows who, what situations you're going to get yourself in for not listening to him. He knows your mistakes. He knows all these things. And so, he, what God does is He uses visions and dreams to 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 kind of to kind of show us that He's real. I'm gonna say that again. He uses these visions, these dreams, to show us how real He is. And I'm gonna show you in Scripture how there was never a time like this. What the encounter that I had with the uh, uh, vision the other day, never in history has this happened. You may ask, oh, what, 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 what happened? That God would choose regular people to speak to them and give them visions and dreams. This never happened before. And I can prove it to you. Acts chapter 2 verses 16 to 21. We're going to read it. And I'm going to show you how. You're in a very special time that you're living in. You and I. And so, we're going to go ahead and read Acts chapter 2, verses 16 through But this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. And on my men's servants and on my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. And they shall prophesy. I will show them wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath. Blood and fire and vapors of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood red before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. And it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now, notice here, in this scripture, right, this is talking about a specific time that will take place. This time, it's, it's talking about 
what God is going to begin to do in what is called the last days. Now, you may ask, okay, well, I've been hearing about these last days, last days. What is the last days? Well, the last days is a special time in history of mankind. The last days is, is the days right before the end of the world and the, and the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. For those who don't know... Jesus Christ actually existed in history. You can look it up on Wikipedia. He existed and there was a and he 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 was a man that was known who have done miracles and was called the Messiah. And they can't find his body right now. They have looked and looked, but they can't find it. Why? Because he rose from the dead and went up to heaven. He was he 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 went he went up to heaven and the Bible says that he's going to return. This same Jesus. So the Bible says that that in the last days he's going to pour out his spirit as proof is the last days. Now, what is tied to him pouring out his spirit? Well, basically, you're going to you're going to hear people saying I've had a God spoke to me in a dream. You're going to hear people saying God spoke to me in a vision. And let me explain something to you. In the Old Testament, before the New Testament, before Jesus Christ came, the only people who were able to receive dreams and visions and prophecy and messages from God were chosen by God prophets. People who were prophets only in the Old Testament were the only ones who can be able to move in this type of realm of the Spirit. So God is saying, here's some proof that I'm coming back. Here's some proof that it's the last days. Here's some proof that this world is going to end and I'm going to judge this world. And any person who does not know Christ will not be saved. Here is some proof I'm going to give to you. God says he's going to pour out his spirit on all flesh. And I'm one of those people. And you're one of those people. So if you see this happening and God didn't lie when it came to him pouring out his spirit, the Bible says that, see that sun in the sky that all of us say it's a beautiful day today? He said that sun is going to be turned black. It's going gonna, it's gonna to become dark. He also said that moon that we love to see at nights, he said that moon is going to be turned red like blood. You know what's crazy? It's happening now. Because if you look at, go on Google and type in blood moon. And you, and you know, I saw this, I saw this a uh, uh, couple of years uh, uh, back where it was like back to back. The people all across the world were saying that the moon is blood red. The moon is blood red. The moon is, and they started calling it a blood moon. Matter of fact, we had a couple of blood moons in the last four years. These are signs God is doing to show you my coming is closer than you think. And so, saying that, let me show you some more scripture about what the Lord has to say about his return. And about his coming. So we see the sign of the moon turning 
blood red. And remember what I said, go to Google and type in blood moon and you could understand this message and what I'm saying here. God spoke and prophesied that the moon is going to turn to blood. God spoke and prophesied that the, 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 in the last days he's going to pour out his spirit on all flesh. But what does he have to say about these days? Revelation 22 verses 10 to 13. Let's see what it says. Revelations 22, 10 through 22. I'm sorry, Revelations 22, 10 through 13. And he said to me, do not seal the words of the prophecy of this book, for the time is at hand. He who is unjust, let him be unjust still. He who is filthy, let him be filthy still. He who is righteous, let him be righteous still. For who is holy, for he who is holy, let him be holy still. And behold, I am coming quickly, and my reward is with me, to give to everyone according to his work. I am the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the ending, the first and the last. Now, uh, in this scripture, God used the angel and his son, Jesus Christ, to speak and declare. Let me, let, me, let me make it simple for us in modern day terminology. He said, you who was having sex before marriage, continue to have sex before marriage. My God. See, see he also said, you who is lying, you who is cheating, you who is living in willful sin and you know it's wrong, continue to do it. And this is the only part of the Bible where God says, continue to live in your sin. Isn't that amazing? And not, but, 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 but he didn't stop there. He said, but those who's living holy, living righteous, continue to live in your righteousness. Why did God say that? You're asking, how is it that God is saying, continue to live in sin? Do what, continue to do what you're doing. Or the one who is righteous, continue to do what you're doing. Why did God say that? Because he knowed, he, uh, he knows that if you continue to know about the coming of the Lord, but you live in your sin, in your wickedness, or whether you even living righteously. He said, understand this. I'm coming. And whatever state you in. That's the state I would judge you by. Oh my shit. See, 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 some of us don't get it. God is not sitting up in heaven waiting and having people have all this time. Don't get me wrong. God is, yes, he's patient. God is patient to wait for this, to, 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 to give all men space to repent. But when he, but, but, but he already set a day and he said that when I come back, whatever state you are in, that's the state I'm going to judge you by. And he, he said, and he, he said in his word, know this, that I'm coming soon. So, 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 
let's move on, let's move on further. So we see the coming of the Lord, right? And we see that 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 God is saying that you who the the the, the individuals who's living like that, living in sin, or the individuals that's living righteous, he says, continue in that way because it's already set. Uh, he's coming back soon. But the question is, how are we supposed to live even up until the day that he returns? So in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 2 through 11, let's see what it says on how we should live up until the point where Christ returns. First Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 2 through 11. For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. For when they say peace and safety, then suddenly, then sudden destruction comes upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman. And they shall not escape, but you, brethren, are not in darkness. So that day should overtake you as a thief. You are all sons of light and sons of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night. And those who get drunk are drunk at night. But let us who are of the day be sober. Put tink on the breastplate of faith and love. And as a helmet of hope of salvation of the hope of salvation for God did not appoint us to wrath but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ who died for us that whether we wake or sleep we should live together with him therefore comfort each other and edify one another just as you are doing so so here the scripture is saying about the coming of the Lord, that it will be like a thief in the night. So, so what, what, what happens? In other words, what happens when you get stolen from? You know, it's a shock to you. I don't know if ever, anyone ever had that happen to them when you, someone stole your stuff, you know, or you probably heard someone where a thief came in at, at night and stolen from somebody. Well, it was a very surprising event. See, God made very clear that when he returns, it's going to be a surprising event. It's going to be something where it's going to leave people in shock. Where people are going to, the Bible says that they're going to see him. And some of them are going to be crying for fear, crying for anguish because they're going to know it, that it's over. I'll never forget this story my wife told when she first got saved. Uh... She was actually high, <laughs> you know, on marijuana <laughs> that day. But she said that she saw this vision. It, I mean, it looked so real. She saw the sun like a ball of fire about to come into the earth. And she was terrified in the middle of the street. 
Matter of fact, she a friend of hers was on the phone was on the phone, who was not saved at the time, and she was afraid, and she went outside her house to go look, and when she went outside her house, she saw the sun, like a ball of fire, like coming to the earth, and they was scared to death. You know, and, and they were repenting on the phone. She told me that story. And then God revealed later on that it was a, it was a, God used it as a sign to them that, you know, it's time for you to get your life in order because he's coming back. And that's one of the situations that made her get saved and be a Christian. You know, I mentioned that because that was a surprising event. She was in shock. You know, that's how it's going to be when the Lord comes. That's why you should live your life for Jesus. You should live your life, the, 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 you know, in purity and the best you can when no one else is watching. Why? Because your pastor can't save you when Christ returns like a thief in the night. But those, but if you're a Christian and you're living for Christ, the Bible says that day won't, it won't surprise you. Why? Because you're living for the Lord every day. You're making sure that you're living holy on a daily basis. And the Bible says that you're going to be with him forever. And that's your comfort. Sometimes we can deal with some things in our lives that can cause us anguish and pain. But understand something. It's temporary. Jesus is on his way back. But, 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 but why did I mention that? Because as you can see, we are in the last days and God is pouring out his spirit. So as God is pouring out his spirit and you know that it's the last days and you're living for him. You got to learn how to move in these visions. You got to learn how to understand your dreams. You got to learn how to hear the voice of God through your visions and dreams. So we're going to. Get into what is a vision. We're going to see an example of what a vision is. It was through a prophet. We're going to see an example through a guy named the prophet Micah. And let me tell you what happened as we read. Uh, we're going to just read a section of it. But let me just tell you what's going on. King Ahab, who was the king of Israel, he wanted to go to battle. And he was surrounded by his prophets and they were speaking to him as if God was speaking through them and telling him that if you go to war, you're going to win. You're going to win the war. Go to war, go to war, go to war. And he had another king that joined him from Judah named Jehoshaphat. And Jehoshaphat said, okay, Ahab, I'm going to go to war with you. But before I go to war... I always seek the face of God for an answer before I go to war. And so he asked for a prophet who God would speak to him in visions to, to find out if they should go to war. So here comes the prophet Micah. And Ahab said, I don't like, I don't want the, this prophet to come to me because every time he come to me, he's always saying bad concerning me. And he always seen bad visions concerning me. <laughs> and then Jehoshaphat said, hey, you shouldn't talk like that about a prophet of the Lord. Let's hear what he has to say. So this is what's going on. The prophet Micah is about to speak the vision that he's seen concerning Ahab. And him going to war. 
First Kings chapter 22, verses 17 to 23. We're about to see what is a vision. First Kings chapter 22, verse 17 to 23. Then he said, I saw all Israel scattered on the mountains as sheep that have no shepherd. And the Lord said, These have no master. Let each return to his house in peace. And the king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, Did I not tell you he would not prophesy good concerning me, but evil? Then Micaiah said, Therefore, Hear the word of the Lord. I saw the Lord sitting on his throne and all the host of heaven standing by on his right hand and on his left. And the Lord said, Who will persuade Ahab to go up that he may fall at Ramoth Gilead? So one spoke in this manner and another spoke in that manner. Then a spirit came forward and stood before the Lord and said, I will persuade him. Then the Lord said to him, In what way? So he said, I will go out and be a lying spirit in the mouth of all his prophets. And the Lord said, You shall persuade him and also prevail. And go out and do so. Therefore, look, the Lord has put a lying spirit in the mouth of all these prophets of yours. And the Lord has declared disaster against you. Now notice in this vision. Because there's a lot. I mean this is a whole sermon. <laughs> in this one scripture. But I'm just going to highlight. A certain part. Notice this vision. Was a real vision. This man of God. This prophet. He's seen this happening. In the spiritual realm. And if you read further. And actually if you go on. Even Google and research Ahab. The Jewish in Israel even today. They recognize that Ahab really existed. And if you look up that his, the history of Ahab. Ahab was a king in Israel. Who died on a specific day. He died during, in, he was in battle, and he died uh, uh, that very day in battle. And it's in history. It actually happened. And the thing is, but this prophet, Micah, he said to Ahab, Look at here, Ahab, I received this vision from the Lord. And in this vision, God has shown me you're going to die if you don't listen to what God has to say. Have you ever been there before? You told someone something. And they didn't listen to you. And the very thing you said that would happen to them happened. And they came back and said you were right. Well, that's what God does through visions. Visions, here's the purpose of a vision. A vision is supposed to give you direction. Encouragement causes you to see the future, to know the will of God, and to see in the spiritual realm. 
You know, Michael, he's seen in the spiritual realm. He's seen that a lying spirit was in these prophets that were speaking. You know, you can see these lying spirits today. You can see these lying spirits in the form of women who lie to men to set traps for them. You can see this lying spirit in people who are businessmen or businesswomen and, and, they, and, and, and they get people, you know, they, they, they rob people and, you know, they, they do embezzlements and all these different types of situations. You can see these lying spirits today. Not only that, you can see these lying spirits in false religions. You got religions out there, for example, that say there's many ways to God. Jesus or Jehovah Witness, which is a false religion, says that Jesus Christ is not God. How can God die? But they, what they don't realize is that he didn't die. He rose again. That's why he is God. You know, you got these so many religions out there that, that these religions are filled with lying spirits. Which is the same type of spirits, spirit that God talked about in the Old Testament. So here it is, Michael received the vision, right? And so you today, when God said that he'll pour out his spirit on all flesh, you will find yourself having visions and getting direction from God, seeing the future, seeing in the spiritual realm. Some of us, you'll even see demons over people's lives. Because God has entrusted you with a vision. So you can't ignore your visions. You got you to gotta know what a vision is. You got to pray. And if you don't understand the vision, you know, we have the fire room. You know, we have mentorship here that, that if you get a vision, you know, that, that w w what people do is they, they, they call us and they ask, hey, I have this vision. What do you think about this? And the Bible says that let uh, 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 one prophet... Let the, uh, let the other judge. The Bible says the spirit of the prophets is subject to the prophet. The Bible also says our two or three witnesses let the word be established. When God gives you a vision, it's important to get understanding. If you don't understand the vision, don't just make a decision because of what you've seen in the vision. You're going to need some spiritual mentors. Because here's the flip side to it. Some people have received a vision from a lying spirit... And these, these people have went and married the wrong person. They have went into, into, I heard some situation where some people have took their whole families and moved to a whole nother state or a whole nother country based on a vision. And they didn't get no counsel. They didn't get no confirmation. And what happened is they, their lives end up being destroyed. God doesn't want your life to be destroyed. He wants you to get understanding for your visions. And so what is a dream? So that's a vision. Now what is a dream? Well a dream. We're going to see what a dream is. From the life of Jacob. Let me tell you what's going on with Jacob. Jacob. He was, he, he, he was fleeing his brother. Because his brother wanted to kill him. For taking his blessing. Uh, and. Jacob was, was trying to get some direction. He didn't know where he was going to go. Have you ever been there before where you didn't know where you was going? 
Or you didn't know where to go. Well, that was Jacob. Jacob felt like that. He felt like, Lord, I don't know where to go. I don't know what to do. I don't even know what I'm doing. And I'm a grown man. So he was in this situation. And Jacob said, man, let me go to sleep. Have you ever been there? Where you feel like I ain't got no time to be. My, I mean, I got a headache. I need to go to bed. I need to sleep this off. Maybe it'll go away. Well, Jacob took a nap. But he thought he was just going to take a nap. But God interrupted his sleep. Have you ever been there when God interrupts you with, in your sleep with a dream? <laughs> Have you ever been there? Where God, see, God is the type of God where he don't mind interrupting your rest and your sleep so he can get his message across to you because he knows what he's doing in your life. Some of us, God can't interrupt your schedule where you can spend time with him in his word on the daytime. So God says, let me interrupt you at nighttime because it doesn't seem like you're getting it. So let me come in your dreams and give you a message because you're not listening to me in the daytime. So let's see in Genesis 28 verses 10 through 17. What is this dream that Jacob received? Now, let me tell you, for, but the dream, dreams usually happen when you're in bed, asleep, and you start seeing, it's like a movie as you sleep. That's what a dream is. So let's see what happened. Now, Jacob went out from Beth Beersheba and went towards Haran. So he came to a certain place and stayed there at night. Because the sun had set, and he took one of the stones of that place and put it at his head, and he lay down in that place to sleep. Then he dreamed, and behold, a ladder was set up on the earth, and its top reached to heaven, and there the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, your father, and of God of Isaac, and the God of Isaac, the land on which you lie, I will give to you and your descendants. Also, your descendants shall be as the dust of the earth. You shall spread abroad to the west and to the east to the north and to the south and in you in your seed all families of the earth shall be blessed behold i am with you and i will keep you wherever you go and will bring you back to this land for i will not leave you until i have done what i have spoken to you then jacob awoke from his sleep and said surely the lord is in this place and I did not know it. And he was afraid and said, how awesome is this place? This is none other than the house of God. And this is the gate of heaven. Now, if you notice in the scripture that he said something very, very interesting. He said the Lord was in this place 
and I didn't know it. This man seen the angels of God. He seen the Lord himself. I mean, that was an amazing encounter that he had. And he said he did not know it. So the thing is, you know, that's the thing about the presence of God. God could be in your midst and you don't even know it. God can give you access to something and you don't even know that God is near or the opportunity is near to give you access. So Jacob had this dream and it gave him great encouragement. The dream, he had an encounter with God and God gave him direction. He gave him word, a word. He, he, he encouraged him. He let him know that he was in his life. So here's the purpose of this particular dream. Uh, well, here's the purpose of dreams. I'm sorry. Here's the purpose of dreams. Uh, an encounter with God. How you can have an encounter with God through a dream. It can give you direction. Cause you to see in the spiritual realm. It can also give warnings. Give warnings. So, so in this dream that he had, notice, like, like, like I said that he he was in he was encouraged. How do you how, how how many of us know that when he received this uh this dream that he received great encouragement to continue on. He received great encouragement to know that God was with him, that God was leading him, guiding him, or whatnot. So that's what a dream, the power of a dream, and what it can do in your life. And I know a lot of us, if you haven't, God wants to give you dreams. If you haven't already. So, so here's the thing. And this is, I'm going to close here. I wrote this down. The Holy Spirit will begin to train and teach you how to move in visions and dreams as you receive it. I'm going to say that again. The Holy Spirit will begin to train you and teach you. How to move in visions and dreams as you receive it. That means if you don't have a receiving heart, and how do you receive? Meaning that if, if you're living holy and you're in God's word, you're, you're, you're doing the best to stay close to him, you're in a position to receive it. And the Holy Spirit wants to teach you and train you how to flow in these visions and dreams. Why? So you can start having some direction for your life. So you can start getting some encouragement and seeing your future and knowing the will of God. And especially seeing in the spiritual realm. Some of us, God wants to show you some lying spirits that's speaking to you. Some of us, God wants to show you some of these people who have lying spirits or the demons that are around your life. Or he wants to give you warnings. God wants to do a lot of things in your life. And he wants to teach and train you how to move in these visions and dreams. So, so I'm going to end here with a prayer for all of us that's listening. And I know you learned something today. That if you're listening today that God, uh, he wants to impart through prophecy and release visions and dreams over your life. He wants you to understand these visions and dreams.
He wants you to get some type of stability in your spiritual life. He doesn't want you wandering, going left and going right, and you don't know where you're going, and you're always confused. Look, 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 look here. It is the will of God for you to have direction and know His will for your life. It is not God's will or desire for you to be confused and don't know where you're going in life. And in your spiritual life. You know, we always say this here at the fire realm. That if God has led you to fire realm. It was God that led you here. It wasn't us. You have to know that God has led you to this ministry. And to make this your, 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 uh, your, your home church and your ministry or whatnot. Because if you don't know where God is leading you in your life. Whether it's a church business job ministry whatever it is if you don't know where god is leading you you're going to be very easily deceived and lied to by that same lying spirit that ahab was lied to and led him to his death because if you're not listening to god you're either listening to yourself or you're listening to people or you're listening to the devil. And believe me, I don't want to listen to myself because I've been wrong. I don't want to listen to people because people have been wrong. And I don't want to listen to the devil because he likes to see me wrong. <laughs> he likes to see you and I wrong. He likes to see you get it wrong in and someone to get an STD. He likes to see you get it wrong. And you miss God and the opportunity that was going to change your life. He likes to see you get it wrong. And you don't accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. He loves to see people who have got it wrong. That's why I love God. Because he's never wrong. God always tells you the truth. Even when you don't believe it. <laughs> Sometimes God may give you a dream and vision concerning your life and it's so crazy that you don't even think it's God. Because why? God, he says the truth so much that it sounds crazy sometimes. Because we have limited God by our own minds and how we think. So I'm going to go ahead and pray for all those listening today. And if you want to receive visions and dreams and you want that to be you, just pray this prayer and just pray along with me. Just say, Lord, I'm asking to move in visions and dreams. I'm asking, Lord, that you speak to me through visions and dreams. Lord, I want to serve you. I want to know you more. And I want to experience encounters with you. So I'm asking you, Father God, to pour out your spirit on my life that I may have visions and dreams like you said in your word. Lord, I receive it today and I'm expecting a mighty encounter with you. In Jesus' name, amen. And let me pray for all those that pray that prayer. Father God, I pray that all those who pray that prayer, Lord, I pray that you give them those visions and dreams, Holy Spirit. That, Lord, that you'll pour out your spirit over their lives. That they'll know you even more. 
Father God, I pray right now for the release of the realm of visions and dreams today. I pray that let it rest on your people's lives, Lord. I prophesy and declare it in the name of Jesus, Lord. That, Father God, there may be a release of a realm of visions and dreams and to see in the spiritual realm. I pray for that release right now, Lord. And I pray, Lord God, that your people may learn and be trained by the Holy Spirit and how to move in visions and dreams, Lord. That they may be skilled in the things of the Spirit. For, Lord, you said in your word, like David said, Lord, you teach my hands to war. God, teach your people to flow in visions today and dreams. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.